on tonight's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out if we're ready to say goodbye to Winona Earp after she just got here, who will win the best actor shushy, and how much we love our favorite new show, Lieutenant Diablo. All of that and more on the all-new Superhero Show Show. Nerds, welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode, which means you better get used to my voice because you know that's what a, that's what a host does. I'm here to host. I'm here to talk. I've also brought some other voices along to help me, though, so you got to get used to their voices too. Here with me, as always, is my friend Mike. Hi, I'm Cassie. This is how I host a show. Get used to it, Busters. <laughs> I did forget my trademark Busters at the end. Thank you for bringing that in. But I did, I, I actually want Mike on the show right now. Can you give me Mike? Oh yeah, you don't want second Cassie. Hey, yeah. y'all. It's too much, it's Cassie. It's me. <laughs> Your other trademark is hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm the southern flavor of the show. Everyone knows that. Everyone has always said that. It's because you love your biscuits. Oh, Motherfucker can eat some biscuits. Also, I call myself motherfucker now. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually into that. I like that vibe very much. All right. So that is now two voices you've heard. We do have a third voice. That is Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? Fucking shit. Took you long enough. Uh, Mike, when you say that you're the southern flavor of the show, what I think of is that how the butt is the southern part of the body and you, you taste like shit, basically. Yeah. Anytime I, I try to go eat out the back door, I'm like, hey, lady. Let's go south of the border. Gets that southern flavor going on. And this is to strangers you say this. No, I'm not a fucking Weinstein. Construction worker? <laughs> I'm not a construction w- worker. I only say it to construction workers. He would never. But Ryan, are you frequently like licking Mike? Why do you know he tastes like shit? See, everybody always says that. Yeah. Like, oh, like how would you know what he tastes like? Because I'm frequently licking him, obviously. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All obviously. right. Well, asked and answer. We're friends, aren't we? Uh, Cask, if I may uh, take the reins real quick, um, I like how you, you started the show and you were like, you're going to hear a lot of my voice, but that is the most talking Mike and I are going to let you do for the next yeah. hour. So mm-hmm. yeah, The only fair. other time you'll hear Cassie's voice is when she apologizes. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for it. Yeah, real quick. I wanted This is a long time ago, but we said we were going to do it, and I think I just forgot. Um, I We were talking about how wonderful the two of you uh, made my my covid birthday uh cassie in the unnatural 20s recreated the uh dear sister skit from snl uh which is based on the oc which is based on the ocd a pod they based the show on a podcast mike and i made (laughs) and mike chased down uh our mutual friend neil mcdonough aka dum dum dugan aka damian dark uh and told him to say hello to me so you guys want to hear that shit hell yes i do yes only for the third time this week. <laughs> Let's see if this works. Gotta have faith. Pins and needles. I know. When is it gonna drop? Was that new, Mc- new, new Neil McDonough track <laughs> drop? <laughs> Everybody's been waiting for it. They've been talking about it. 
It's hard when to are we say gonna give new to him? Neil McDonough. New Neil McDonald. Suck it, bro. That <laughs> well, was right off the bat. his name is bat. McDonough, not McDonald. You Damn it. <laughs> My cord broke. <laughs> we had all this hype. Do you want to just, like, recreate it? Yeah. Is it just as special? Yeah, do you have a really good Neil McDonough impression? <laughs> Bring on his voice. It's basically just uh, Mike's impression of Cassie. Just, Hi, I'm Neil McDonough. Buster. <laughs> don't, don't besmirch the great Neil like that. It was Everyone's so being a buster. It was so sweet. He plays so many smarmy characters. You think he might be natural smarmy? And like, I felt more parented listening to the message for Ryan than I have my entire life. <laughs> Again, see, we're just getting little bits of your history, and that's all. That's my main goal of this podcast is just to unlock more of your past. Okay, so you're, now you're referencing, if people want to know what any of that means, is uh, go to our Patreon and just give us a dollar a month at yourpopfilter.com slash Patreon. Nope, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. <laughs> that's the real one, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Also, go to uh, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon for your new Amazon nope. link if you have to... <laughs> No, we're shutting that one down. Oh, no. To send you a cord? To send where you're going? If you need to buy a cord or, um, I don't know, fasteners or something to keep cords out of the way of your rolly chair. Because apparently, if you roll over cords constantly, all day, every day, they will eventually give out. It is surprising that it took this long for that to happen. To you specifically, Ryan. I guess we, we still have the mystery of the Neil McDonough cameo phone call to yeah. reveal at some no, point later. Like, he's making a cameo as our friend. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. By that name, for sure. Um, it's probably illegal to use Man. cameo website shit. Um, or we're just gonna record a new intro, and no one will hear this. Or I mean, it is just a lot of hype, and I feel kind of betrayed, like I was shot in the back. So speaking of that, we're gonna be talking about the Winona or mid finale is the main event, but coming up next, Damn. some shushies. We are still currently going through shushies. We got to give away a big award tonight. Ryan, what are we doing tonight? It's best actor. It's best. It's best performing male in a leading role. They're all actors, but these must have penises. Um, Do you guys think that there should be no genderizing of awards? Are we just uh, like continuing that disgusting trend? Yeah, we do talk a lot of smack on the Oscars and the Globes, but we are continuing the thing they do. Yeah. So we could. But that is hard then. Because, what, you just give one like one award just goes away? Or do you just give two Best Actor awards out? No. You, we, yeah, just one. We got to go by NASCAR rules. We get a gold, silver, and a bronze. Oh. I like that. Yeah. That's adding an award. I like that if there's only four nominees. <laughs> so then whoever the fourth person is just fucking knows. Oh, Feels that's the worst. the worst they've ever felt. <laughs> yes. I'm only the fourth best. Uh, besides, if we did it, um, if we only had one award uh, gender neutral, then Regina King, like that would be unfair to all the boys, right? Yeah. We keep this award for the boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Man, Cassie, I'm working so hard tonight, and I hope that you can too, mm-hmm. uh, fucking just not setting Mike up to sing, and it's so... <laughs> Hard. He sees it at every opportunity. I have 400 years of music in my head, so I have so many setups. A lot of it is weird Baroque shit, but I'll go there. Oh, man. Yeah, I've seen your bank account, bro. I know how Baroque you are. <laughs> oh! Woo! Hey, Cassie, can you join with Mike, please, and just not set up bullshit jokes from me? Like, can we just work on that tonight? 
I think Let's, nobody set up anybody. <laughs> What's Cassie's thing? I'll sing no matter what. You'll do wordplay no matter what. What's Cassie? Uh, she'll, she'll segue no matter what. Like, oh even- no, but that's a master class in fucking segue, bro. <laughs> I just, She's like doing flips on her segue while on that beach tour. That's right, dude. We have to be careful because, like, we're doing my Nona Earp next, right? And in if in this segment, if one of us says like, "Hey, man." Like, I don't want to fight about these shushies. I'm just trying to make peace. And it's like 10 seconds. It's 10 seconds into the segment. Cass is going to be like, and speaking of making peace, Peacemaker's coming up next on my own herb. And then the segment is just over. Yeah. Yeah. I'll end it at any time. Any well, word association, it's ending. She knows that there's talent scouts listening tonight. So she is leaving it all on the field. But that that is why that like her segue stuff is like you're singing in my terrible puns is because it is just word association. Mm-hmm. Our, all yeah. three of our brains are broken. Oh, yes, they're just yes. broken in different ways? Yeah, and so they just come out at like this <laughs> in the three fucking worst superpowers you could possibly have. It's also why I can't have a conversation with anybody. I'm just segueing to the next topic, but I don't have a topic. <laughs> Coming up next, what's for dinner, Mom? <laughs> dinner, more like breakfast. Coming up tomorrow morning. How do you like your eggs, mom? <laughs> I call everybody mom, too. Yeah, that's a weird tick you have. It is. Also, Cassie went from podcast host to like that person who screams at you about what's on the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> Tonight on Channel 7, what's up for breakfast, mom? Ryan, coming on at 11 o'clock, are we figuring out these shushies or what, bro? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I... I don't know. I'm like, I don't mean to be a dick, but I just not the strongest year. Like, I was, I was looking over my ballot. I was going to cast it, and I was just less excited about this award. Is yeah. are our shows just not a fertile ground for leading males? Yeah, it's just the goddamn feminist agenda. <laughs> I like next week we're gonna only have five nominees for best actress, and we're gonna leave like five incredible performances out. Um, but this is this is whatever. It was um, like- guys just fucking coast, man. Yeah. The f- supporting actor one was, like, a hard one to vote on. And then this one, I was just like, okay. I was, like, ready to do some research and everything. And I just, I was just ready to vote on this one. Just didn't. Just phoned it in. Just <laughs> was like, whatever. You were Nothing going matters. to do research. You were like, Arrow? What the fuck is that? No, I don't <laughs> care. Arrow? <laughs> no, you uh, know I put quick. that to the bottom of the list every time, no matter You're what. fucking... Fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, like, it's not as bad as you with the boys, which... Drop it always. That, we're gonna have Let's to deal with that too. For the boys. God damn it! You did it, Ryan. I, uh, I wanna, I wanna real quick. What the? This is like, this is the worst show we've ever done, right? This is the worst podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I could think of eight worse on the top of my head. Uh, all I want to do is end it. And have some fun. None of us are going towards that. Real quick, I want to talk about Alex Lothar, who was not nominated, the star of The End of the Fucking World. Why do you think that happened, guys? I think. Was this season three or two? Two. Two. He he didn't. He still gave a solid performance, but I don't think we were surprised, and we're idiots like everybody in the world is. So we just went, all right. Yeah. We suffered. we know what you can do, and it's great. He wasn't new. There's another child on the scene, and we just we were engrossed by number five. I can only take one child actor at a time. I thought you were gonna say Bodhi Brody. from Lock and Key. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. She she did a write-in ballot for Brody. <laughs> Um, yeah, this so this year we've got three old veterans and two newbies. Um, that's weird about TV is, you know, like, do we are we attracted to the new or are we just, like, stuck in the habit of the old? Why don't we get to it? Can somebody just, like, read the first nominee? 
It's been a rough year for Arrow at the Shishis. Um, you'd think that with its final season, it would have got a lot more nominations. I don't think it's got shit. I don't think it's been nominated for anything until Best Actor Stephen Amell. Well, we have somebody holding her fucking thumb on the scale throughout this whole thing, keeping it out of here. Yeah. Look, I cried harder at Oliver Queen's death than I have at my last three family members' funerals combined. All right? Oliver's great. Stephen O made that show. The entire Arrowverse, I refuse to call it the CWverse, is built on his broad salmon ladder shoulders. <laughs> and he can act his ass off. His also, supple, supple ass off. I understand why they want to change it from the Arrowverse, but the CW-niverse. It's right there. It's right the there. The CW-niverse. It's easy to say. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't see it. Do you guys do you guys know any old people who when they say a website they will say www dot and how fucking long that takes for them to say? Uh what they don't like, but I do, is like, do you mean https <laughs> colon backslash backslash www dot uh thanks grandma? Your next nominee is Tom Ellis from Lucifer. That like this I feel like this season's helping him a lot, even though we just got to it. But he straight up happened to play two characters, which anytime somebody's got to play two characters, impressive. But it's still it's themselves. always it's always a cheat, you know. Yeah. Like it's always uh-huh. such a huge bonus if you get to show off those chops. Fucking Tatiana Maslany, she's probably a terrible oh, actress. Fucking t- no, you you shut your fucking mouth. Have you not been watching the remake of Perry Mason? What all of our generation was going for. <laughs> I am not. I can't wait for HBO's Ironsides coming soon. <laughs> is that all we have to say about Ellis? No, I mean, he, he is great regardless of his Benedict Cumberpatch impression this year. He is also great alone, and he, he has that smolder, and he has the slow learn. Like, he learns slower than any of our leads, mm-hmm. and he does it very well and naturally as the devil detective. He's the also devil. got very broad shoulders, like Stephen Amell. Yeah, and we get to see his ass this year. <laughs> So, yeah, give the man a shishy then, I guess. Uh, your next nominee was surprising to me because Jeremy Irons from Watchmen seems like a supporting role. I guess I could see it as lead. He is the probably the male with the most amount of minutes. And he was in every episode. He did arc. Uh, I don't know. Regardless, he's here. He's nominated. What do we think? I think it helps when you get to play a character that's kind of just mad and insane. And if you just get to be like, do whatever it seems like you get to do whatever you want on screen i feel like it helps you a lot and he's not like at glenn close meryl streep level but like he's getting there age-wise he's there like we all loved him as scar we all loved him as the cardinal and the three musketeers remake no was that tim curry no it's oh a man in the iron mask man in the iron mask thank you uh and alexander dumas adaptation are we talking about here and i wasn't saying great. i wasn't saying no because you messed up the title i was saying no as in no we don't all love that like you're, <laughs> you're just lying nobody cares um but yeah uh yeah i agree like uh he got to do that thing where he just got to act like we think all actors act in real life just fucking yeah. spoiled babies sitting in their own shit and throwing cakes everywhere mm-hmm. yeah that's how they all treat craft services is how he treated his clones yeah exactly your next nominee is, uh, and also this show has not been nominated as much as it usually is for the first two seasons, but Dan Stevens cannot be stopped. Of course, Dan Stevens from Legion is going to get nominated for Best Actor. And again, it, just he's a whole Legion. How could we not? Again, lar- law of large numbers. Full Legion. He's going to get up there. F- full. We are Legion. 
Here is Roar. Here, God damn it. <laughs> I it was uh it's because that episode or that episode that show was like fully a summer ago. Yeah, I th- I think that's why we're like well we remember Dan Stevens is great but it, it's it's muddy it's muddy waters my friend. I'm looking it up right now but I'm pretty sure he's won the last two years. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Fucking great. Yeah, he should win again. I don't remember a single second from last season. He should win again. <laughs> um. Okay, and your final nominee. So, yeah, we're just going to give it to Dan Stevens, right? No. Let's hear the final nominee. It's Luke Wilson from Starry Girl. I was going to say, is Tim Rosen going to win? Man, if we didn't get Luke Wilson in this, this was our shining star the whole time. This is who we needed. When we, when 2020 needed a hero, Luke Wilson came on the scene. Now, Jeremy Irons made it to best actor, leading role, and I don't know if that's weird. Do you guys think it's weird that Luke Wilson is here? He is clearly supporting Brick Bridget. Uh, it's it's Brock Brockenheimer. Brock Brockenheimer. Uh, and, but he is the lead male role. Like, Rick Taylor's not going to get it. Like, there's nobody else. So he, he just carves out that space because he he's like the clear show's number two, but he's the clear number one male if that's where we're going. I, I always like to point out the differences between the Shishis and the Oscars. And here's one. Um, can you be a supporting actor, but be so beloved by the people who do the voting that you just get moved to a lead role, even though you're not? Well, the Academy has never all had the same daddy issue. So that's not how they go. (laughs) He's the lead of the family and the lead of our hearts. God, she is good at segueing. (laughs) (laughs) It's all I All All right, so your nominees are Stephen Amell, Tom Ellis, Jeremy Irons, Dan Stevens, and Luke Wilson. Funnily enough, all the titular characters. I loved how Jeremy Irons portrayed Watchman. And Luke Wilson was a great star girl. Uh, where do we think it's going? Sorry, let me do that again. Uh, Stephen Amell, Tom Ellis, Jeremy Irons, Dan Stevens, and Luke Wilson. I think we will all have realized that he deserves it because he's been the best for eight years and he was just straight up the best that clearly it should go to every one of his 10 abs, Stephen Amell. <laughs> I think Mike is in a dreamland and I'm so excited for when it gets crushed right now because again, we have Luke Wilson on this scene. There's no chance. All right. The uh, envelope, please. And your winner is... Okay, so... You guys are both absurd. The winner's Luke Wilson, but it, it should absolutely be Stephen Amell. I, can, I cannot believe that a supporting actor from the Wilson family is taking down the lead role in Stephen Amell's final season of Arrow. Then why am I absurd? <laughs> this feels Cause right. Because you, you thought it would happen. Because you actually thought that, like... I've, this feels I've good. Ta- I've right. talked about right screaming at my wife. About is this the time to, I know we should be talking about Luke Wilson, but during Stephen Amell's death scene, she came out and watched me, and I was just bawling, and she started to make fun of like his green leather. And it's the hardest I've ever yelled at her. While still sobbing? <laughs> yeah, yes. She could not understand me. You know when crying people are really annoying, and they're trying to have a conversation with you while sobbing their balls off, and you cannot understand anything? It was like that. Luke Wilson was great. Great guy. <laughs> when he dies, I'm sure we'll all cry, too. On he wouldn't have made fun of me if I was crying during Arrow. <laughs> uh, Mike, if like I know that the voting body for the Shushies is uh, wide and legion, but um, genius, if you want Stephen Amell to win, then you move Luke Wilson all the way to the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. But I'm a man of honor. 
Okay, let's say that. And that's I true. think he does deserve to be up there. Well, Your Honor, it did pick the right person, and I'm proud of you for doing that. Congrats to Luke Wilson. Please come down to the studio and pick up your award. You can come anytime. Uh, and next up, we're going to talk about the main event, which again is Winona Herb. trying to get hot out of a frog, her spirit gets pushed out while Waverly is marked and attacked by Billy the Reaper. Meanwhile, Winona and Rosita go to the nunnery where they fight each other before teaming up to take on d- demonic nuns. Eventually, the gang gets back together and Doc and Sheriff Clanton make a truce, but Winona shoots the sheriff in the back. Taste buds, I ask you this. What does the shortened season have to say about feuds, and how much are you going to miss Winona and the gang? Well... The second part is a good question. I think that like this, uh, this midseason finale was not intentional. Like we've done so much this year because of COVID, and I think that the scripts are written and they're just waiting to get back and shoot the rest. I don't know how long that takes. Like I'm not sure if we can even guess, but like even if COVID was over tomorrow, uh, which it will never be because Trump will be reelected and then more COVID. Four more years. Eighteen more years. Twenty-three more years. Um, but, uh, as far as the feuds go, um, I thought it was pretty good, especially, I thought it was like just another idea for a villain that they, you know, hadn't done yet. Like, of course, mm-hmm. why don't we have the okay corral family, you know, on this show. And then the way that it was handled at the very end of this episode, uh, was great of just like, no, uh, no, you know, doc is there trying to like, you know, uh, di- diplomatically solve the feud. And there's some people who just can't do that. Yeah, for because I think was it Winona or was it Waverly? One of the Earp sisters said, "Who gives a flippin' fudge about the OK Corral anymore?" That sounds like Waverly. Yeah, yeah. that that's not a. Uh, but I mean, Winona it was essentially everyone on team Winona except for Winona. Well, she seemed like that. Didn't it, for a while it seemed like Doc was she doing it just because she her family hates them. Yeah, like she just wasn't putting any critical thinking into it. I think so, and I also like this. The main thing that this half season was about is uh, it's a missionless woman who needs a mission. You know, uh-huh. like uh, she sort of solved the day, and they kept saying like, "Why do you need peacemaker? You know, like right. why do you need your sword if there's, or why do you need your gun if there's no war?" Um, and she is just one of those people who needs a war. Um, well, it's, she was a fuck-up when we met her and for her entire life before Peacemaker came to her. So it really is Winona saying, I don't want to be old Winona anymore. I need to be Winona with a mission. Right. And it would be too painful to figure out what I could be without that. And I do think she used, because it was Rosita who's tried to steal baby Alice, who is Doc Holliday and Winona's kid, right? And... It was revealed in this episode that it was to sell to the Clantons. And even though it's obviously just the one really evil Clanton, which is Mom Clanton, like who is turning her own family into zombie things, the sheriff who's like, my family's bullshit. I'm crying all the time about it. Let's just be buddies. Probably wasn't part of that, but that is who got shot in the fucking back. Right. But do you think, so like he was trying to make the truce and like, so, you know, what happens when Winona shoots him, that comes from the, like, she obviously will never, like, trust, like, I, I'm assuming I haven't watched it, but she's obviously going to have, like, trust issues. 
So if he wasn't like the main part and the mom was leading it, do you think she was fair? Like, do you think he could have made the change? Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was ready to be on Team Herb. <laughs> like, that's where him and Doc were going to be best friends. I mean, the crazy thing about the sheriff, especially coming from like a close to middle aged white guy who just doesn't do this shit, is that he had agreed to the truce and then something else bad happened. You know, where like he was like, "Full fuck this, I'm gonna come out." And then Doc talked him down again. Yeah, he was ready again to say, "Okay, you know what? I want the the ceasefire to happen so bad that I uh, I will lower my weapon again." Which for someone that looks like that in this country, I think is uncommon. After his mom was murdered, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "You're right, Doc. Let's just go get a drink," and got shot in the goddamn back. I think this is gonna be. Such a fun uh, Winona and Doc split. Then when the season does come back, probably in four years, uh, the feud they will have now because Doc was trying to be a better person by helping put down this feud that he helped start hundreds of years ago. And the craziest thing about the ending, like I thought this was a great episode in general, but what a great way to go on a break, even if it was unintentional, because mm-hmm. it wasn't like this crazy cliffhanger, like you know who shot Jr. or whatever. It was this incredible moment of way hot getting engaged and then like tarnished by all this stuff. And it's, I think what Winona did is fascinating uh, for a sci-fi show where a lady fucks her great, great grandfather's best friend. Who's a vampire. I thought it was, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was incredibly well handled uh, from Winona's perspective, but also from docs, like, he doesn't look at her the same anymore. Like, she's not the person that he thought he knew and fell in love with. Yeah, I, I want to defend Tim Rosen because I think we talked about the first episode uh, of this season when Winona came back that he got kind of shit on as mud in Shit's Creek. And he did fine in, what was that other sci-fi show? Vagrant Queen. Vagrant Queen. But the range he gives Doc, that the way he acts through that mustache – and in that accent is the best he is in anything we've seen him in. Well, I mean, as a cowboy, I think that that amount of acting he feels comfortable with. I think he feels home uh, on the range. God, oh man, I thought it was like he was in a cowboy thing before. I'm so mad at myself for falling for that one. Also, I got to give it up to the show for like I agree with everything that you said, Mike. Like I, I think that what he's doing with again this 200 uh, year old vampire cowboy is a lot more deep than you would think. But it's also the added thing of uh, Winona shooting him in the back. And there's just certain things that, like, cowboys do not right. h- handle well, you know? Yeah, he does some underhanded shit, but he would never shoot somebody in the back. Right. And since this was, like, such an extreme act, do you think, like, Doc will be able to walk away from Winona? Because it seems like, you know, they clearly have a huge pass. Do you think he'll actually be able to, like, walk away? I mean, I, I, at least for a little bit, like go on a tiny yeah. vacation, some sort of a little break. Go to They're gonna be on a break. Hang out in Bali. Go on a like, yeah, which you know, like a short little vacation, like over a three day weekend. He would, he might go on some sort of Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. See, it's it's not. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not the only one that has to do it. Like Mike can do it too. <laughs> I had to. I had. I had to do it. I was ready uh, to sit here in silence for the remaining thirty minutes of this. Why the, the listeners just scream Doc Holiday <laughs> yes. at their car stereo? Uh, yeah, I, I I think so. That the shows split them apart. It's funny because so many shows split their 
main romantic couple apart over and over again. And this is one I don't get sick of because it does seem different every time they do it. And they have not done it for this kind of reason at all yet. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's not it's not forced. It doesn't feel like they were like, oh, fuck, uh, we got to get them fighting or we need, you know, we need something to happen on the emotional roller coaster. It was what Winona did make made sense for her, not for anybody else. Please, nobody else shoot someone who just called a truce with you and is walking away in the back uh, one time or seven times. Topical. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Shit. Uh, it, it definitely made sense for her, but for him, too. You know, like, this is this is the kind of problems I think that a couple like this would run into, <laughs> if I had to guess. Those common problems. Um, and how do you, like, on a lighter note, how... How happy were you guys with the proposal at the end? Delightful. I mean, yeah. that that one I, I could think I could uh, see an argument for it was stretched out. You know, they kept throwing shit at right. these two characters to like keep them apart, to heighten the tension, and sometimes maybe that was a little less organic. But yeah. now it doesn't matter because they're together, and uh, you know, they were like, uh, "Who's gonna do it?" and you know, and then everyone just happened to be in the room at the time because this is, you know, a little family does everything together. Uh, it was perfect. Yeah. The perfectness of it, like, made it hurt so much more with Winona because, like, she got to see, like, her sister, who she's obviously happy for, now has, like, everything that she could want for her, but is also losing, like, so much of herself. And to have her, like, just crying there out of, like, joy and just sadness was a lot to watch. I mean, what do we always say? Like,. You know, like the best performances are actors who are doing multiple things at once, and mm-hmm. it, it was just crying, but it was it was for a lot of reasons. Yeah, this is. I think often the way we talk about it is Legends of Tomorrow, like and how goofy it is. But there are great actors on this show. Yeah, there's no way that Legends or Winona would be as high in our esteem as they are if it was just the haha. Yeah, look at what they're doing. Isn't that hilarious? I do not know how Way Hot is going to, like, what they're going to do on their honeymoon and how they're going to top what we've already seen them do as far as sexy time goes. They're not. They're just going to start it and then slowly oh, go pan the camera. Pan in the window? Yeah. yeah. It's just going to be them, like, on a vacation playing, like, bingo and shuffleboard and stuff. It's going to be nothing. Just, like, the most boring stuff. Yeah, with uh, shorts up to their belly buttons. Yeah. Sunscreen, cameras hanging around the neck. Are they going to have vacation in the same place Doc is? God, mm-hmm. how do we keep... They're, they're also going on a Doc holiday. <laughs> it's Club Med. Well, I figure that um, they're going to stay somewhere nice, whereas Doc is probably just going to be at a Holiday Inn. Um, and I do think that Doc should probably pick better places to vacation because uh, he did go scuba diving, and apparently the sights weren't all that great. Uh, it was just okay, Coral. It was just... Ow! Oh! Ooh. Oh man, there was so much work put into that we one. Went on. <laughs> you couldn't tell. He was guys, zigging and zagging. You guys have to learn to interrupt. You guys can't. No, never. <laughs> no. I'm that delighted. One. I'm on the edge of my seat. Sometimes I'm like, he doesn't have anything. Yeah, that one, I want to be mad, but that actually went somewhere. That was some word association, even. Like, you had it all in that one. Do you guys think it's okay for Winona Earp the show to do this or if it's still cheesy for uh, Rosita and Winona are surrounded by nuns who are all going to hack them to pieces and they both just yell like there's Zac Efron with no shirt 
there is the reboot of Xena, and the nuns all go. Because uh, is it- is the show just commenting on how dumb all the shows we watch are? I it was weird. I thought it was. There's definitely a way to look at it that it was cheaper than Winona typically is, and Winona has no the show, not the person, has no problem in like low hanging fruit and neither does the person making obvious jokes. By the way, what a what a season for nuns and superhero shows, right? Like, yeah, they, they've been all over the place. Uh, they said, look over there. It's the remake of Xena, uh, which is a weird thing to say. But are they saying that all the nuns are lesbians? I think that's yeah. what that was hinting and at. And that yeah, Xena so. is a show for. OK, uh, yeah, clearly Xena is that. That's not news. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was weird, but um, I don't know. Like, wh- if a lesser show did it. Because it could have been a bad mood, but c- bad move. But because I love this show and respect it enough that it feels like they're like, well, we just really want the emotional growth between these two characters. We don't really give a shit how we get from A to B to C. So we're just gonna burn through that, and you know what we're doing here, right? I, I, go ahead, Cass. Oh, I would just did want to like. Because I don't know the show, I did want to see like, was there a very specific reason? Like, was you said that emotional growth with Ros- Rosita? Like, so there was there a like an exciting reason they brought Rosita back, or was it just because like she fit like the woman's scorn, or was that like a big moment for you guys to have her back? She she fit the woman's scorn, but it was also her and Doc were hooking up. She was like she was the one good revenant. They were all kind of bastards. She was like an accidental kill, but. After a couple hundred years, you do start to hate the herbs for making you a cursed zombie thing. Uh, and she was like this brilliant chemist and started fucking Doc and then tried to steal their baby. So it was it was complicated to have her come back. But yeah, and I think that I think that in this in the course of this episode, you watch why don't I realize that so much before she finds out about the baby selling, which is always a weird thing to bring up yeah, amongst friends. Uh, before that, throughout the course of this episode, you watch why don't I realize that a lot of her Rosita hatred is because she just can't get the image of Rosita and Doc having sex out of her mind, and she knows, like we know, how it was probably some of the freakiest, deakiest, hottest oh, yeah. sex of all time. They were floating on the ceiling. And so she's and it's, she's just like, she's snippy and like bitchy. And then she realizes, I don't know if this is fair. And that's how you can tell she's in love with Doc. Because if it was somebody else and Rosita, she would just be picturing it all the time and be fine with it and try to make it happen again. At the end of... When Rosita came back at the la- uh, end of last episode, I was like, okay, good reveal, uh, whatever. But uh, at the beginning of this one, I was all on board because of how seriously Rosita takes pinky swears. Uh, that's, as, yes. that's as much as I do as well. And fuck Winona for being like, oh, don't do that. And like she slapped Doc's hand away. No, it's, it's the most important contract that two people can make with each other. It's the most of Ryan I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> Well, you guys, we are almost out of time. Is there any closing remarks you want to make about Winona Earp before we have to say goodbye for who knows how long? At the time, I didn't know what Peacemaker was going to do, uh, shoot a person in the back. But it was still awesome to watch her get it back and sort of just, like, become the daddy of the show again with, you know, like, the dick back in her hands. And you can tell just some of the noises she makes when she just looks at Peacemaker are, are... she and Peacemaker have a relationship, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I'll call out a moment. Uh, Mama Clampton says to Waverly, I have powers you cannot comprehend. 
and here's where we would normally get like a John McClane badass thing, but it's Waverly, so she just says same same bitch and then grabs her head and explodes it. Uh the show's great. I'm excited to like take this time where I can maybe hopefully watch it and get up on this because I do it is a great show. And that is it, it we are on a bit little vacation right now, a little doc holiday from it. It is on sci fi though. So <laughs> we're completely broken. So next up we gotta go to the bullpen. I need a little bit of a break. Send me We are here for our second bullpen, you guys, and it's been a while since we've done this, but we do have some emails from some fans to read, and we've had quite the backlog coming up, so we've picked four of our favorite ones, and um, I just want to know, are you guys excited to go back to emails? You ready to hear from our, our adoring fans? Pumped. I've missed them. I know. They always have the best things to say, and they're never rude or mean to us at all. <laughs> no, yes, they are, but that's our love language. <laughs> they know how to talk to us. Okay, so our first email, email comes from yankmycrank at hotmail.com. Subject line, silky and smooth. They write, Hey, buds, with the news that Sony wants to create an interconnected series of shows like Marvel's Netflix starring with Silk, what are you hoping they learned? And what char- other characters than Silk do you want to see get shows? Well, that was weird. Are you I, underwater? I went underwater for a second. <laughs> um, I, I mean, my first question is, what is their channel? You know, like, where? Uh, what are these going to be on? Because I think that changes a lot. And Sony, as far as TV, I don't know if they have, or if they're attached to anything, are they? Mm-mm. I don't think, yeah. It's. It, I thought it was Netflix, but then realized the way everybody's talking about it is just because they're comparing it to Netflix Defender shows. So I think it is channelless currently. I don't want this to happen at all. Uh, I want to cancel it straight up. I, you don't want an injection of six new shows? <laughs> I want... Well, it's not even that. I just... Um, I'm I'm a bit of a Spider-Man fan, and I don't want... Like, what they're doing right now is pretty good, and that's including Venom. I don't want the waters to be, like, you know, diluted, diluted even more than they are. Um, but I think that the main thing that you should learn, particularly because Spider-Man is sort of... It's all based on Spider-Man, right? Like... Yeah. Um, the thing that you should learn from everybody else is light and breezy. Right. Hey, all comic book shows, except for Watchmen, you should probably not listen to this. You're never going to be the fucking wire. So go into that thinking that and make something that is entertaining instead of being like Gotham or all the Defenders Netflix shows, which is like we're going to – we're like Christopher Nolan meets Alan Moore meets uh, – the Wire. Uh, it, it, it's not going to happen, so don't fucking try. Spider, like, have the tone of the character Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're you're the family of Spider-Man, and six episodes is fine for a season. Just tell a story. You don't have to be bloated. Six. There's, there's no requirement. Six twenty-five minute episodes is fine for a season. Oh my goodness! And what what characters would you guys want to see? Oh man, um, I would love to see because part of the reason that I fell in love with Spider-Man as a kid was because it was. You know, like the old thing of like Peter Parker's the main character, uh, and not Spider Man. So I would love to see like uh Mary Jane and her modeling career. I would love Spider-Man to see Spider Man loves Mary Jane the show. Yeah, I would love to see Robbie Robertson, you know, like the show. The show, like moving on up in the newspaper world. Um 
I want, like, honestly, I want more closer to Katie Keene than I want, like, Gotham yeah. or the Netflix Defender shows. <laughs> that, like, Cassie, it started. Cassie, what characters would you want to see? It oh, started what? The comic book started off as, like, sort of a 90210 or the OC with a, a, some superhero stuff. Go right. back to that. And that you know you will have Ryan as a customer with that for sure. Uh, the characters I want to see, like, just bring Luke Wilson on everything. This is just my statement and my stance I'm going to take on this podcast always. Get Luke Wilson on more things. The character Luke of Luke Wilson, Wilson. The Spider-Man friend Luke Wilson? Yeah, the famous Spider-Man friend Luke Wilson. All right. I'll, he plays I, a sidekick. I, I want to see the... Shut up. I want to see the superior foes of Spider-Man as a show. I want to see the, the the superior foes of Luke Wilson and just see what he has to do it. <laughs> it's like, mostly Owen. Mike, when... <laughs> Everyone who describes Cassie says that she's lukewarm. Is that what? Is this what they mean? That she just yeah, she's hot for the last name. <laughs> she's hot for Luke Wilson. Is that what you're going to say? And I cut you off. I apologize. Yes. Excellent punchline. I'm glad you guys both could tag team that one. <laughs> All right, you guys. Comedy, baby. That's how it works. All right, we got a second email here. It is titled to Dear Corey, Sean, and Feeney. The Avengers video game comes out. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Let's do this. Okay. Cassie. I'm Feeny. You're Feeny? No. Cassie's Feeny. Uh, you're Corey. And I'm Sean, right? Fuck you. I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm Topanga at worst. <laughs> I'm Topanga you're Mingus, at you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, we got to be friends here. That was, that was so hurtful. Cassie, do you know what any of this is? I did watch Boy Meets World. I do. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Lovely. Rather lovely. All right, you guys. The Avengers video game comes out this week, and it got me thinking. Which superhero TV show do you guys want to play as a video game? And that is from at Fart Breath Fart Death. Thanks to him or her. That's a him. Let's be honest. That's a. You know those games that aren't fun but emotionally cripple you? Sure. Uh, like Super Mario Brothers 2? I want to play Watchmen the game. And it's just like very oh slow God. and sad and hurts your soul. I want, this is not based on one of our shows, but uh, there's a Simpsons episode with a comic called Watchmen Babies. <laughs> <laughs> just t- Tiny Rorschach and Night Owl running around. I would play that game. <laughs> I would like to play like a Vagrant Queen style one because I feel like it would have no purpose and the goal would be to fuck up. And that's a video game I could get into and possibly win. What game is it like in your head? Like, is it RPG? Or like yeah. going around and talking to people? Or is it like Tomb Raider? No, I think fully- that's important. Fully RPG. Like, you're just interacting. It's open world. You can just... It's like your own life is in your hands, and you can really fuck it up. So, like, The Sims? But yeah. you're on a vagrant game planet? Vagrant space. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the Avengers is... You get to pick any of the Avengers, then you, you know, you have to, like, uh, sort of boost up their stats and shit in that RPG-style way. Um, and I've heard it sucks. I've, I've heard it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's very bad. But, uh, bummer. I, I would want to go with Legends. I, I think that being all those characters, and if you can have the video game, and funny in video games almost never works. Like it's, Unless you're Monkey Island, bitches. Unless you're, of course, the secret of Monkey Island, the funniest game of all time. Um, I miss Monkey Island so bad. I wish you would go back there. I, I would say, yeah, Legends is my pick. And and would that be an RPG or like a Mortal Kombat style fighting game or <laughs> no? Uh, it would be like I think the Avengers game is where you get to you get to switch from the characters. Um, or the other one too is, do you guys remember, uh, ultimate Alliance where you, I know it exists. you pick four Marvel characters and you just button mash. Yeah. Rah! Is that that? 
That well, that sounds like Colossus from the X Men. Uh, that would be cool with Legends. Is you have to pick the four that you're gonna use. You know. So mm-hmm. anyway, into that. All right, you guys. Our third email from stewoverbracelets at gmail dot com, and the Gmail is not spelt the correct way, so I don't know how they got this. Subject line: The people deserve to know. Yo, Caspian and her sea worlds. Sea words. What's the last manly food? Is I don't know if that's supposed to be least. What's the manliest accounterment? Seeing what a bunch of soy guzzling hoi pa loys got for this alpha. Out AC rolls. Did I, this person write this in crayon and then mail it to you through the post <laughs> office? This one was a threat for sure. And out of all these emails, I can't believe this is the one we picked. This is on me, you guys. And did they miss the opportunity to coin the term soy paloy? <laughs> Soy poloi. They're obviously not that clever. So the first, it was, what was the last manliest food or least manliest food? What's the last manly food? But I think it's least manly manly food. Or the least least manly food. The last manly food is the same as the most dangerous game. Man. Man. (laughs) Yeah, buddy, you know. Man, penis. (laughs) The manliest thing you could do is fucking chomp on a penis. Just go to Germany and eat somebody's penis. And that's my advice and for you, AC rolls. What is the most manly accoutrement? Is that the word? Mm, that might be it. It looks like a countermint. I don't know that word. Oh, well, it, a ca- the the manliest countermint is probably peppermint because it burns a little on the way down. The last, the least manly thing you could put on food is everything but the bagel. And I think the most manly thing you could put on food is just the bagel. I just, just I cover my food with bagels. Bagel. But accoutrement, like, is that, like, apparel? Like, what you would wear? Parsley. Parsley. If you wear parsley, that's the most manly thing you can do. <laughs> this guy sucks. This guy's the well, worst. The original man, Adam, that's all he wore, right? It's just a bunch of parsley right over his pee-pee. Parsley right on his nuts. So, he tried cilantro at first, but he got sick of his dick tasting like soap. Because <laughs> he was chomping at it all the time, for sure. Our yeah. fourth oh, email. Adam is the first man and the first man who could suck his own dick. Well, yeah, that's why he had God remove a rib. <laughs> Dude. All right, you guys, our next email is addressed to Dear Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I'm going to give you time to figure this one out. Oh, Uh-oh. these are the kids from Nightmare. Do, are, they, are they different enough where you know who which one we are? Uh, I do think... Cassie is shock because she is the leader and a bit of a witch. <laughs> Buster. Uh, I'm Locke because I'm a little devil. And Ryan is Barrel because look at his belly. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. Do you feel good about asking that now, Ryan? I fucking hated every second of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good thing we got another question to answer. Uh, they want to know, you guys just finished Smallville, which got me thinking. If you named each one of your pubic hairs, which name would be the most common? That's from at producer Dave. <laughs> so the part to focus in on here what? is the most common. So we're naming, like, there's a group of names. They're getting the same name. What does name. that have to do with Smallville? I can't tell you. Is it like a small dick, so it's Smallville? Or small Cassie vagina? Yeah. You're going to make fun of Cassie's small vagina. <laughs> no, I'm just making it just, like, inclusive. Um... Yeah, so what this means is that we have so many pubic hairs that we have to repeat names. <laughs> okay. No, okay. you don't. 
Yeah, there's a whole there's a lot of names out there, and then you could start combining names like hyphening names. We can get uh-huh. and junior. What about juniors? Oh, oh. you're gonna have some juniors. <laughs> Got it. Thirds. Uh, this is Dwight Schrute Jr. This is Michael Scott Jr. Gregory Heinlein the third. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say the most common name for all of our pubic hair will be Gregory Heinlein the third. <laughs> All right, you guys, that is all the time we have for emails. Thank you to everybody who emailed us. You can, uh, our emails contact at your pop filter. You can, you can read your, send us your email, and apparently we'll read whatever on this show. So go ahead and do that. Whatever, even if it's a vague threat. Yeah. (laughs) If it's written, the more threatening it looks, the better chance it has at getting on the show. So go ahead and do that. Uh, Coming up next, you guys, we're going to go into the pull list. It is time for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. Our first show starting it off is Lucifer. I can't believe we have fucking more of this podcast to do. Uh, This week we watched the second and the third episode to Lucifer's fifth season. The second episode gives us Michael and all of his lack of glory. Something about that name really does bring out the dipshit in people. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Let's hear your English person doing an American accent. Mike, we'll start with you. Well, here's the thing about this episode of Lucifer. So it's similar to a robot or like AI becoming sentient and trying to kill Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mr. Anderson. What is that guy? Kiwi? He's Kiwi. Is he from New Zealand or Australia? He's probably a little green seeded fruit. Did you guys know that uh, Ted's, Bill's, one of their daughters is played by Samara Weaving? who is the niece of oh. Hugo Weaving. That is how she got the job. They were um, auditioning for a long time to figure out who Bill and Ted's daughters were going to be. And then Mr. Anderson himself called and was like, hey, I have a niece. And Keanu well, was like... Mr. Anderson. Well, Mr. I think Smith. his name is Mr. Anderson. Oh, okay. He's like a Pokemon. He just says his name all the time. And is she the one from Atypical? Or is she the other one? She's the one from Ready or Not and from okay. uh, Smilf. So not atypical. She's the one who got Smilf shut down. Uh, we'll get to that later. Cassie, uh, if you were British and talk like an American, what would that sound like? Uh, uh, blimey and howdy. I ha- got me some beans and toast and grits and my name is Lucifer. And that's, I think that's it. Uh, Mike, I'm, ju- I'm just going to ask you to do these things from now on, I think. Because you said that good? wasn't good? No, of course no. It was amazing. I like that they're so confused. They say "blimey" and "howdy" in like <laughs> you an old cover Western both of accent. It. Yeah, you got to <laughs> cover both bases so they know. I I do think Lucifer's Michael sounds like Benedict Cumberpatch's Doctor Strange. There, there's definitely a school of brunette British actors trying to talk American, where they go deeper than their normal voices. I agree, but I will say that Tom Ellis's sounds like snivelly and fucking shitty on purpose. Where oh it, yeah. That's just the best Benedict Cumberbatch can do. Yeah, it's Michael is different than Lucifer because he's a little fucking American bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what there was a lot of character work put into that one. Like he had the voice completely down. It's what I expected from a little Michael. We've already talked about it because we did best actor Shishi tonight, but I thought he did fucking great. I like I was never confused. Uh, I love the like the difference in just how they stand and mm-hmm. um uh, the one thing I would say is that uh, this is weird. Tom Ellis's Michael does a 
pretty spot on impression of Tom Ellis as Lucifer, <laughs> and and maybe maybe he could have had a little bit more nuance in that, but. Uh, yeah, it, uh, like we talked about in the Shishi, this is every actor's dream, right? Like, fucking thank you for letting me do this. No, Michael practicing Lucifer, I thought that was good. There was, like, he didn't go from the American accent right to Lucifer. There, there was levels of him, like, saying detective wrong and wrong and wrong. Like, And it feels like they've listened to our show, but the amount of times we've said detective, the amount of times Michael's said that in the mirror. I don't remember him practicing Lucifer. You don't? No. Watch better. When did that happen? In the beginning of episode two? Uh, no, at the beginning of episode two, uh, all I remember is a silent scene of Tom Ellis's butt and then my ears being blared with har- harps and angel noises. I didn't know he was actually talking there. Those are farts. <laughs> yeah, that's what Netflix is coming through and they're just really giving us like all the abs and all the ass for sure. Yeah. The thing that Fox didn't give us was enough Lucifer, but um, before we get to episode three, which I think is the main event of tonight, um, Sharon Osbourne was in this episode, guys. The whole time I was trying to guess if that was a Sharon Osbourne impersonator or really Sharon Osbourne. Why? It was like, and then once I saw, like, once Sharon came on, I was like, when they went back to like all the other characters, it was me trying to figure out like who these people could be too. Right, I was like, right. are they all famous people? <laughs> I had to like do, I was like, are they a TikToker? Who is this? I assumed they were all Vanderbilts from that show people like. What was it like a biosphere? The case of the week, I rarely remember. Biodome, yeah, it was a real biodome situation. And one of the people in the biodome was Sharon Osbourne playing <laughs> yeah. Sharon Osbourne. Well, because there was one scientist who got killed, and then the rest were celebrities because it was like an Elon Musk kind of fool who's trying to take them all to Mars. Who uh, our listeners might recognize as the guy who wanted to get pegged by Abby on Broad City. Of course, actor yes. Who every time he pops up, I do think he does a lot with a little. <laughs> uh. But, you know, like, when you're a character actor, you always have that role that when you see them, you're like, oh, it's the, that guy from this thing. You all, And it's it's Broad City forever. Uh, the third episode, though, guys, gives us a case of the week on the hit TV show Lieutenant Diablo, where a devil detective works with his ex-stripper cop lady friend to solve cases. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is Lieutenant Diablo the show Lucifer started out as? And it's just making fun of it hardcore? Uh, when Cassie, when you were talking about, like, we're on a – Winona's on a break, so maybe you have time to go watch it. I thought about, like, the first – like the episode of Superhero where Mike and I reviewed the pilot and we were not fans of it. And then, you know, like it went through the first four episodes and then we were all about it. And Lucifer definitely has that too. Like mm-hmm. actually for Lucifer, it might be like a season and a half or so. Um, and now it's, you know, the perfect amount of uh, self-aware that we need and, you know, not taking itself seriously. But when it first started out, it was as fucking dumb as the shit that we saw in Lieutenant Diablo. <laughs> Cry fighting devil there's none of that yet Don't i couldn't remember it. so they had um what is it detective dancer as yeah. a just straight up a stripper is chloe like was she a stripper no she was a childhood actor okay. well no really, not not child actor fast. not a child actor no she was a she was a over 18 when she like showed her tits in one of those like 80s uh, party movies like an american pie the right. naked mile. Yeah, she was like the Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> These episodes had like a lot of meta things happening because like that one especially was a lot because obviously we were watching the show as like Lieutenant D- Diablo. And then um, 
also we had a uh, they like obviously what their characters were going through also related to them of course and I was like this is just a lot to wrap my mind around right now that you guys are doing a whole lot yeah it really hit on how much Tom Ellis just gets to coast and how much work and <laughs> know like that Chloe Decker and we do, like, it shows we do not know her name uh, that she just has to carry the show under him yeah I- and yeah, it's a it's also a, a perfect example of when you're talking to somebody drunk and they're explaining their life and like you take notes or you remember it and it's just like this weird, like shitty copy of it, you know? Like <laughs> that's the drunk version of that's the drunk history version, I guess, of uh the show Lucifer. Yeah. Were you guys um so this episode got me the first episode, you know, we got like there was this huge cliffhanger of like Chloe, we finally got Chloe not believing that Michael was Lucifer, straight up shooting him, which was awesome that they let yeah, her do that. Yeah. And then uh then it's like so you know, there's this big moment of like now Lucifer is gonna come back up and then we like we're led to believe that they're gonna have like this reunited moment and then of course they gotta break him apart. And I just like I felt like such a fool because I thought that we were actually gonna get a, gonna get a season with them together. But no, we we're gonna how long do you think this nope. will go on for? Well, she's dealing with the fact that she was a gift to Lucifer from God. Mm -hmm. And I do think that is hard to her wrestling with free will while wrestling with being a TV character while dealing with an actress playing her uh, really all worked very well together. That was some Grant Morrison level shit. It's I find it weird that she's got such a problem uh, being a gift from God to Lucifer, whereas I am a, uh, a gift from God to you two and I handle it fucking great. Mm hmm. Uh, we look at it as God's spanking. <laughs> I will say, though, I really appreciate, and I don't know if this is because of the amount of TV I watch, where there's clearly way more episodes than there needs to be, uh, where you have a character who can't lie or doesn't lie. And so when Chloe comes up to Lucifer, the actual Lucifer, and says, uh, hey, idiot, was I a gift from God? And he's just like, yep. I, I, I can't stretch it out any more episodes. Like, you asked me, and I have to answer. And that's – it was so refreshing. I'm uh, just like, now we're dealing with this now instead of saying, oh, we'll deal with this a season and a half from now. Yeah, the most it was stretched out was, like, the 10 seconds where he just stayed silent. And then they were just straight up like, yeah, this is this is an issue. Which is answering the question, by the way. If you're just yeah, silent for 10 okay. seconds. Silent, silent is a uh, – for sure, yes. Did you cheat on me? Silence, yes. <laughs> is that your drug? Silence, yes. This is a much worse version of the Shaggy song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, yes. My moment of the week is... I I actually sort of like what they're doing with Maze this season so far. Um, I, I'm not sure what... like It seemed like she was upset because Lucifer forgot her, but she's upset mm-hmm. because... She's just like she is having an existential crisis, you know. Like she's maze. She is. She's dealing with the fact that she's maze. She's breaking down. Um, and I loved her moment where she just realized that, oh no, I'm not that tough, and she cracked. But my moment of the week is I think just before that, where her and Doctor Linda are watching Detective Diablo and just getting shit faced <laughs> and pointing and laughing and just having a girls' night, not just watching TV, but. I mean, imagine themselves. Yeah, imagine if we turned on uh, TNT and watched the superhero show, show, show. Uh, And it was Blaze and Doctor Blinda about to hook up. Uh Mm -hmm. Like, so they were into that as well. They're like, "Well, maybe." 
and they had like the biggest buffest dude and like studded leather leather on uh-huh. the screen and she was just like they nailed it they got it yeah. in one <laughs> yeah that's me yeah. <laughs> which is how i would react if yeah. we watched our show yeah that is me um mike what about you you got a moment of the week it's it was a pretty mellow one but i think chloe is getting better at better dry jokes and uh ella was in there rambling about whatever and then she ella showed her a dick pic and chloe's just like no i don't know craig and his tattooed penis uh really got me (laughs) like Like, (laughs) believe it or not i have (laughs) i'm not i've never seen this before yeah that was perfect was this were these also the two episodes that had the the vending machine money flirt the digging in the pocket yeah, yes. there's digging in the pockets and passing back and forth. Uh, so yeah, that's in her personal life. Chloe's a great detective. In her professional life, I'm she's not that good. Uh, yeah, she she was really shitty at interrogations. If Lucifer doesn't have his superpowers, yeah, there. that's that's how her career has been made. Um, but yeah, I I gotta give it up to just Chloe Decker in general because Michael, the angel, fell for her and wanted mm-hmm. to hook up with her, and now she has two celestial beings that want that ass and that is pretty good congratulations to chloe decker i hope we get a tom ellis threesome <laughs> they we saw two of him fight you know i wouldn't put they could do anything with the budget but uh, remember that that, was, uh, that dr manhattan lori sex scene from the watchman comic mm-hmm. yeah yeah you do that is, uh, Mike, that's actually my moment of the week, too. And it's just her delivery. Uh, Lauren German, her name that plays Chloe Bennett. Like, Thank you, Cassie. Yeah, her her delivery on it was absolutely perfect, where it was, like, half, like, insulted and just, like, mocking of just, like, no, I don't know. He has a tattooed penis. Like, it was perfect <laughs> in every way. Uh, Lucifer is on Netflix. We're watching it two shows at a time, and you should as well. Our next show and final show of the week is Umbrella Academy. In episode eight and nine of Umbrella Academy... Five is still trying to get his family back to the right time, and in a last-ditch effort to make this happen, he tries to get a time-traveling briefcase from the older yet younger version of himself, which which results in both versions suffering from side effects of paradox psychosis. Meanwhile, the (laughs) super-powered bomb that is Vanya is being held and tortured by the FBI because she has a Russian name. Russian ass- Should I redo this? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. She has- she has a Russian name. Russian name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Vanya. Is Russian name? Oh, I'm Russian from America? Name? Yes, no? <laughs> Producer Dave, yes. we're not redoing this. We're in the middle this of this happened. shit. <laughs> she has a Russian-ass name, and they're not down with it. So Claus, Allison, and Ben have to go save her before she explodes and blows up the building, which would start the next apocalypse. Oh, and Daddy Hargreaves is also an alien. So, Taste Buds, I ask you, a lot happened in these two episodes, and yet there was no Pogo. Do you think we will get Pogo, our sweet little monkey boy, in the finale? It's been so hard to try to appreciate the show, even just watch it. And I think it like, I think watching two episodes a week helps. But I've been enjoying it, you know, especially in this back half. Uh, but then just to also be fucking like ridiculed, like basically humiliated, made fun of, <laughs> to be forced to watch a show that has no Pogo is, uh, I mean, like. I've never to go been- watch a show with no pogo. <laughs> I've never been through something like this before. Yeah, I can't believe it's happening. I, I, they, he better come in the finale because, like, now that we have, they gave us an alien, alien papa before they gave us more pogo, and I can't believe that happened. That was surprising. Alien papa was for sure surprising. 
But I think you're both fools. We're not going to get Pogo. They they gave us the one episode where we could see Monkey in space, and then we're not getting him again. If Pogo had some sort of more Russian name, then maybe he could come in and... <laughs> Pogya? <laughs> Pogya. Yeah, Russian names. Uh, but I guess if we talk about the characters that were on the episode, we did get... Um, nah. Meh. I did like Luther has grown a lot on me. This the mm-hmm. start of this season, like I was not feeling him at all. But like now that he's just a complete like doofus, and they are completely leaning into that, I I'm enjoying Luther. But also, I think it's it's always been important, and this is where they're trying like finally figuring it out is that uh, he's a doofus who uses his doofusness. Like he's before he wanted to not be a doofus, and that right. held him back. Now he's using the fact that people think he's a doofus to his advantage. And that's that's totally different, you know? Like, everyone thinks that he's manipulatable, which then makes him the manipulator. Yeah, he used to be, in season one, he was the worst version of Cyclops from X-Men. And now... <laughs> no, that's Colossus. Uh, that's racist, I think. Oh, I wasn't and... even listening to you. What did you say? <laughs> and, yeah, now... And, and it, you know, part of it is, is he was supposed to, I think in the comics, have a uh, Thor Bukowski... From Endgame, he was supposed to go through a similar thing, and they decided not to do that physically. But I think they still ran him through the Ragnarok algorithm uh, and had him come out better. His fucking face when he gets busted eating barbecue when Allison walks into that restaurant—that's <laughs> that's Ragnarok-y right there, or right. Uh, Endgamey rather. And yeah, he's he's super fucking funny, and both fives beating him up while he's trying to be like the adult in the room, but both of them think they are the adult in the room was. A delightful scene. But then it also ends with classic Luther, where he he thinks he saved the day by kicking an old man <laughs> through, <laughs> through a time hole, um, and then not noticing the fact that it also sliced the briefcase in half. You know, like, right. uh, Luther's just the kind of guy who is just always there for somebody like number five in whatever iteration to shit on. Yeah. This, like, these episodes made me realize, like, how much I enjoy Like, I'll just kick back and enjoy whatever a show throws at me because, like, this battle between the two number fives was, like, leading up for, like, a large portion of it. And then it ended up just being, like, them kicking Luther in the nuts pretty much. And it <laughs> over was, and over and over It again. was a delight. It was just farts and, like, nut punches. And I was farts and nuts. It. <laughs> By the way, number fives, you stupid pieces of shit, he's a gorilla from the belt up that's just that's just human balls they're it's kicking as hard as they can destroying his children uh which is f- so yeah the so five young five that we know and old five that we get to know both are suffering from what was the paradox psychosis mm-hmm. does anybody remember the seven stages of paradox psychosis time farts it's it's time farts uh need to urinate itching uh that's only three a few more and then like homicidal rage yeah it, it's like it's like sweating itching uh need to murder it really escalates there right at the end watching these two actors who are playing the same character two weeks apart go through the same thing at slightly different rates this show's really good this season mm-hmm. uh we we shed on the show a lot last season and i'm just i'm all in i still want to shit on that part though and we do this every single week with this show like at this point, I don't know if they're trolling, if they're doing this on purpose with their fucking needle drops, but five-on-five five action with Dancing With Myself. Are you fucking kidding me, the Umbrella Academy? Can you can you brainstorm for one minute about what the song should be? Dancing With Myself is the song that they use. 
it does feel like they heard that the first season people liked their music cues because I think I'm alone now was the best part. It was in the first episode and it was the best part of the whole season. And so they're like, Oh, I get it. But this is, I don't know if either of you watched any of the iterations of love Island. This is as on the nose music cues as that garbage reality show. It is always like, uh, somebody says move bitch, get out of the way and shoves them. And then that song just (laughs) starts blasting. Like it is zero thought, best thought kind of music choice i just uh I'll, I'll say that the cheap exploitative reality show that you're talking about has a different bar to hit than the high high budget uh right. sci-fi fantasy show i can't hate on it because it's just like my broken brain the same way it's just word association so i'm not gonna hate on them for it <laughs> that's true that is how i deal with the world <laughs> there's a song called i can't drive 55 so maybe if they change that to like i can't fight five or five and then or how about five for fighting? Why don't we play some five for fighting here? Any five for fighting? What that would be subtle and hard to get, and <laughs> yeah. we'd be like, "Why are we listening to this garbage song that, about a band for, I forgot about?" I think the kid who does play five though did super good with that though because like he did seem like the older one in the situation because even when we were looking at a straight up dude who was much older, like he did seem like even though and they're like all suffering from these side effects, he did seem like the more the one more in control. Well, yeah, I mean we we talked about Tom Ellis and. Uh, Tucifer, he he's now playing Tucifer. Uh, what about the old guy in Five? Like, do we think that they did a pretty good job of matching these two fives up? I I think they're both grouchy. They got mm-hmm. that, but the different like R five, Teen Five. This kid is so good and so talented that, that the old man couldn't really hold a candle to him. Yeah, it's fine. Five is so nebbishy, uh, the young Five. You know, like he's yeah. so. And we got used to, like, his probably bad impression of an old man that now when a normal old man comes in, we're just like, you're not old man enough, old man. You're not old man. Look at this old man who would go to Cat's Deli and know exactly what to order. (laughs) Also, the secret would have been to – so Luther walks up to Old Five in the restaurant, and he is wearing a jacket and tie and then gets up off the stool, and it's shorts and pulled-up socks. Like, that would have sold (laughs) the whole thing. And it did show what a bitch Luther is because he instantly was like, well – Old Five has a mustache. I guess I'll probably go with his plan instead of this other guy's plan that I'm used to. But, I mean, he was never going to go with Old Man Five. I think he was just playing the old man. The whole time? The whole time. I do think that. Okay. You have more faith in Luther than I. I was going to say, that's given him more credit than I have in this little, this fool. Um, But do you guys, Mike, you were right with guessing that uh, Vanya put in powers to that kid. And it, like, that kid does share some of her now. So I just want to know, what do you think they're going to do with this? Can you use your future telling powers? I don't I don't know now. I do think they're going to get back to 2019 and then maybe a Doctor Doom style or what was that, Looper? Like, there's going to be a superpowered tyrant ruling the world and they're going to realize Vanya gave him those powers and they're going to have to deal with that. It's It's weird. I was... I was so into it while watching it, you know, like, because not only are we confused by the little boy going catatonic and basically becoming Vanya, and then the mom running in and seeing that, and although she was freaked out, she was still kind of chill. She's like, baby, what's wrong? Yeah, even though his eyes rolled back and he was just vibrating like crazy. Um, But then after watching it, I was like, wait, who gives a shit? Like, there's no bigger connection. Like, Daddy Hargreaves becoming an alien. Like, that's the stuff that's, like, working with the uh, Umbrella Academy lore. This kid having powers now, it was awesome to watch his abusive father get shot or, like, right. uh, I'm rubber and your glue shot, you know? <laughs> um, He's just using kid powers against him. <laughs> but 
other than that, it's just this weird family that was thrown at us that we're supposed to care about. And we do, but not that much. I think Sissy had enough range and enough asked of her. Like Carl didn't have, like, the guy, maybe he's a great actor. He just didn't have enough to do there. Um, it sold it. I am interested, and I don't think – it's so weird how I feel about this season versus last season. I now trust the show enough to think there's going to be a bigger payoff than that. Yeah, and th- that's the thing, too, is that at no point did they think, uh-oh, people might just watch episodes eight and nine and then go record a podcast and not know – what's going to happen next you know like this could all be solved next week do you know what i loved is that they see luther and old five see a glimpse of like the eye like they see a bit of season one and luther's like it doesn't matter as much as you think it does Uh and it really did feel like him commenting on all of season one i also love looking through that portal and seeing all the hard greaves with short hair (laughs) yeah i fucking i'm not a long hair person guys i don't like any of this shit you're not a fan of harry potter 4 then no, is that the long hair? They all got long hair for some reason. Long Harry Potter. They all were in quarantine the amount of time we've been in quarantine. <laughs> there was like the show obviously had some like fucked up moments, but the was the most fucked up for you guys when the handler just swallowed the goldfish whole because I I didn't know a human being could, you know, just swallow a goldfish. Cassie, we're on it. On, on this podcast we've talked about Sharon Osborne. Do you know who she's married to? Do you know the kind of things her husband has done? And they did let me know right then, you know, the guy who bit the bat. They they made that very clear. Is that what the thing is? Is like you have no problem when somebody takes a bite out of something, but it's the swallowing swallowing hole is the problem? Yeah. Well, she was just trying to get the tadpole out of her belly that she had swallowed, and the tadpole was trying to get the algae out of her belly that she had swallowed. It's that classic. the aquatic version. (laughs) I don't know why she swallowed the algae. If you covered that fish in like the shells of corn kernels, would it make it all the way through into the toilet and be alive? Yeah, corn kernels. Corn kernels are, are like the astronaut suit. shield. <laughs> the astronaut <laughs> suit of the thing. body. The bigger part to talk about here is, of course, Ben saving Vanya. We got they finally oh, yeah. gave us more Ben. Oh shit! Only to take Ben away. I know. I almost forgot about this huge moment too. Uh. So, yeah, Ben, them all trying to get to Vanya, and then Ben being able to make it because he's a g-g-g-ghost. Uh, well, also, I mean, he had to go because Ben is not a Russian name. So get the fuck out of yeah. here, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? We need Klaus and Vanya. <laughs> uh, and then Vanya, who's freaking out because she's remembering her whole life. Uh, I got to say, Ben dying to save Vanya and him going uh, Thanos, like he got dusty. On his way out, and so did my... It got dusty in his room. Guys, I fucking teared up. And again, I did not know that this show could do that to me. Well, there's a couple of things that happened there. One, um, I didn't put this together until they were together, but these are the two most... Like, the Hargreaves that have been the most othered, right? Right. Like, the other five or whatever it is are... They all hang out and think they're cool. They all sit at the cool table, and it's these mm-hmm. two. And I've, I don't know if we've ever seen the two of them together. Mm-mm. And then also... Everything that was happening with the music and the special effects was like, oh, okay, so, yeah, see if you can make me cry. And then you just got to do something, like, a little bit special, and it was, can I get a hug? And then, I mean, come on. Like, uh, it was, there. the Umbrella Academy was, there was umbrellas underneath my eyes because of all the rain that was coming (laughs) out, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Do do you know what was so smart is in her, like, acid-tripped flashbacks of her remembering, uh... Of them all 
adult them as kid them is they were all being mean to her and ben was the one who was defending her to papa hargreaves yeah and that did enough that it doesn't matter that for one and a half seasons we haven't seen them interact it built it that they had a connection and he defended her once upon a time and i like i think the kids are all the uh siblings are learning much quicker slower than they should have but much quicker than papa hargreaves that um it's not vanya that became a villain. It's the abuse that made Vanya right. a villain, you know? And now they're all putting it together. And uh, although they're a little bit quicker than Hargreaves, Ben is probably the quickest. Yeah, because he's been dead for a while and just watched. Yeah, just watched his sister. Oh. No, that's Luther. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure Luther. Uh, Mike, do you got a moment of the week? I got two, one for each episode. Uh, in episode eight, it's going through the seven stages of paradox psychosis, even though they like scribbled it on the screen and I rolled my eyes, them saying it and then young five going through it really got to me. It was very funny. And then I think I was in love with this kid uh, in the episode nine, him telling Luther, cause he realizes the kind of daddy issues Luther has. He goes, I'm the daddy here. Uh, I've just muttered to myself all week. Oh, it was a great delivery and a great line. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably good for your professional life. <laughs> Mike, we we are sharing the same moments of the week uh, this week because that was mine. It's just him yelling out in pure like rage and panic that I'm the daddy here. This little <laughs> child in knee high socks was amazing. Back when Ryan, superhero show show started, if you shared a moment of the week, didn't you have to do a shot of vodka? I think so. We used to be a very uh, punish based show. <laughs> and now the show works in such a way where you drink more but don't talk about it because that means you have an yeah. issue. I think if I did a shot of vodka right now, you'd both be furious at me. My moment of the week was, I think, guys, I think I have a thing for, uh, like, early 50s videos that they, like, that they would just play in schools all day with, like, the music and the footage of just, like, instructional videos. Like, well, Billy, your hands are dirty. It's time to wash them. Uh, and okay. the Time Bureau has one of those uh, <laughs> that Diego is... Do not update it. Yeah, that Diego is supposed to be watching. And... It's always the same music of like, and the the guy's voice, the voiceover guy is always the same kind of voice. I don't. It makes me nostalgic for a time that was decades before I was born. So I don't. It's what Troy McClure. Yes. Is like doing and the goofy. Uh, fun fact: uh, the way I got this job nine years ago to be on the Pop Filter Family of Podcasts is I was in a science video in middle school for that kind of show. Really. Yeah. Well, I I wish that you weren't. Um, one of the ones on The Simpsons, one of the ones on The Simpsons that they had was Alice's Adventures Through the Windshield, and it was like a Don't Drive Drunk <laughs> video. Uh, anyway, I, I think I could just listen to that music all day. Yeah, and anytime they have like a cartoon character leading it on the yes. front, and it's a briefcase. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. They nailed it. Uh, Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. You have probably seen the finale, but next week we will be covering it. Don't it, spoil it. Spoilers. Uh, Wait, you guys, that don't was spoil the fact that we're covering the Umbrella Academy next no, week. No, I'm telling our listeners not to spoil it. Yeah, please do not let us know. We're waiting. Spoiled goose. Uh, <laughs> you guys, it is it is time to wrap up this show for sure. So it's time to wrap up your show. That's it. Hey, Mike. Our show, buddy. We're in this together. Aww. Yeah. Tell me about some websites, bro. Your, your popfilter.com is where <laughs> all our stuff lives. 
Ryan already talked about slapping a slash Amazon on there. It's where you can shop on slash Amazon. Go mm-hmm. to patreon.com slash your pop filter and you can pick a tier, shed a tier, everybody fear, fear. It helps us out a lot. I'm out. I got so gravely for, gravelly for that one. <laughs> it was a whole new mic that came on. Ryan, can you tell us about the other podcasts? Yeah, one of the podcasts is uh, the Patreon version of this show. If you're not signed up for Patreon, please go do it. Uh, the Patreon that we did this week was about ad reads. And so you can go listen to that and see how Mike reads ads. And then listen to the last ad read he just did and see what three Manhattans does yeah. to a single how human being. New York cities did Mike guzzle? Uh, also... Uh, if you're on your podcatcher of choice, please make sure that you subscribe to the Superhero Show Show. Don't just download this one. Subscribe to it. And then also subscribe to Movie of the Year, where me and Mike duke it out uh, over what is the single greatest movie of any given year. And this one. the Unnatural 20s podcast, where Cassie and not me and not Mike duke it out over what is the single greatest 20-year-old that Cassie knows. Mm-hmm. P- Devante. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. God, isn't he dead? <laughs> no, just in our hearts. Did he die? I heard I heard he got hit by a soup can. Is that not true? Yeah. A big I a, threw a bag of soup right at his head. A bag of soup? <laughs> Mike took yeah. it out of the can, put it in a bag, and threw it at him. Mike's I tried savage. to throw a brick, but it was too heavy. I couldn't throw it. That's how fucking poor Mike's family was. They could only buy the bagged soup. The ba- <laughs> on the bottom shelf. All right, poor Mike. Can you tell us about social media? <laughs> At your pop filter on Twitter, on Instagram. I almost forgot the word for Instagram. We're there. It's fun. Hang out. Come hang out with us. Also, email us. That's contact at your pop filter. If you have anything to say about this show, go ahead and email us. Fucking um, say it, bro. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> hey, put your words down and send it to us. Uh, that is it for this week. You guys, next week it's going to be a big show. We are going to have to say goodbye to the Hargreaves, but we are going to say hello to the boys. Yeah! And also, Let's hear it for the boys. Here it is. One last time. We're also going to be One last who, time. Oh, man. The best actress of the year is crowned. It's going to be a great shushy that we're giving away. And uh, that's it for this week, you guys. Give it away, give it away, give it away. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am Mike. And for me, I have to end this. Bye, everyone. Bye.